It's midweek. Hello and welcome to Business Life. Coming up, mixed reactions greet appointment of Dr. Mohammed Amin Adam as Minister following the ministerial shake-up by President Ekufuado earlier today. Whichever you know uh, condition we find ourselves in, things are not going to change within the nine months that it will occupy the space. So it's just going to be there. I mean, caressing and you know massaging you know the situation and taking space. We shall be finding out what new Dr. Mohammed Amin Adam will be bringing to the table under an IMF program and whether his appointment will have an impact on the economy. We'll get to hear more from an economist plus the business community on that. Also in this bulletin, senior finance lecturer Seriam Kawo pushes for new measures to be adopted to prevent a further rise in inflation as the rate of general price of goods and services went up marginally in January 2024 to 23.5%, resuming the upward trajectory. The rate of inflation, I have consistently maintained that it is not the decline that we see does not mean that prices have dropped, but rather the prices have been increasing at a decreasing rate. Plus, on the Joy Business Van, the second part of our feature on Startup Jakarta, which recycles used green bags into sustainable fashion products. We've got details of these and many others lined up for you this day. Thanks so much for your company. I am Pius Kojobaka. We can now take a look at our stories. And the Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, has been nominated by President Ikufado as the new Finance Minister. He takes over from Ken Ufuriata, who served in office for seven years. The announcement was captured in the latest ministerial reshuffle by President Ikufado. Now, Dr. Amin Adam was in February 2023 appointed as the Minister of State at the Ministry of Finance. We've got to go to Zoom and speak to economist Dr. Patrick Assuming on the back of this. Thanks so much, sir, for joining me on Business Live. Now, do you think that the appointment of Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam will have an impact on the economy when we talk about confidence, basically? Uh, good evening. Good evening to viewers. Thanks for having me. Um, I think um, for, for most of Ghanaians, probably the, the announcements might represent uh, very positive news. That's because many Ghanaians have come to associate uh, uh, the, the, the former finance minister, if you may refer to him as such, with a lot of the, the economic difficulties that uh, we have faced, going all the way to the extent that his, uh, the, the members of parliament in his own party 
had called for his removal. So, to that to that extent, that change will be seen as something positive, regardless of whether there will be any positive, uh, specific uh, changes in the policy direction. But at the same time, we also, uh, personally from an economist's point of view, I think this particular uh, nomination changes a little bit of the orientation of the finance ministry. At the beginning of the current administration, I felt that the, there's a, a little bit of an imbalance in the, the, in the composition of the finance ministry in terms of uh, having people who uh, have uh, experience mostly in investment banking and financial engineering, which mm. to some extent uh, explains some of the policies that we saw. Now, the, the, the new appointee or the, the, the person who has been nominated seems to have some background in economics. We still have uh, the, the Abna Osayasari who has some accounting background and then also somebody with private sector background. So I, I guess that's a better balance than when you used to have uh, Mr. Uh, Boahin and uh, Mr. Dubuahin and uh, the finance minister who shares similar uh, background. So in that sense, you, you could see that there's some positive... Uh, so it could be a positive feedback as far as Ghanaians are concerned. I, I don't know what you think, but really, do you anticipate any shift in the approach in relation to labor and their demand for some taxes to be removed now that it's assumed office? I'm not sure that it's just uh, labor. I think, so, so if you think about it broadly, we are in the middle of an IMF program. So in terms of the broad, broad macroeconomic policies, you probably shouldn't expect a change because uh, there's been a change in the finance ministry. Uh, who is the finance minister? However, you see that there are specific things that could be different, even within the IMF program. So if you take the fiscal policy side, and you do mention the taxes, mm. yes, we do need to raise more revenue, but it could represent a different approach. So somebody who has a background in petroleum engineering and a lot of experience in the energy sector might bring a slightly different perspective. Or he might decide that rather than imposing so many new taxes, he might decide to think about how we use, a, think about the tax policy more broadly in terms of how to grow the economy and not necessarily introducing a lot of new taxes. So there's a potential. So we are in an IMF program, all right, but we only have to raise revenue. It doesn't require that we impose new taxes. We can think more broadly in terms of how we, we raise the taxes. So in terms of the broad policy environment, you know, maybe not the direction where the, money, the fiscal policy has to go, but in terms of the specific choices, there could be, there could be some changes. I see. Uh, talking about the IMF, um, will there be a positive step for future engagements with the IMF itself, considering the fact that his predecessor, Ken Ufuriata, was initially against the decision to go to the IMF? I think... We, we, we've, gone, we've gone past that bridge, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the moment we made the decision to go to the IMF, we probably should have removed the then finance minister because of his categorical statement that we shouldn't be going there to signal a, a, a change. But since then, he's led the process and he's led a lot of the engagement. So, but at the same time, don't forget that uh, the current nominee has also been part of the finance ministry. He's been a minister of state at the a minister of state for finance. Mm. So you get a sense that he's been part of the discussion. So he probably will be well informed. So you shouldn't expect uh, too much of a negative reaction from 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 that side, from the IMF, and probably from the 
the national community because he would have been part of uh, some of the discussions that have been going on. You being an economist, uh, what would you say should be Dr. Amin Adams' major lesson from his predecessor? Uh, so I think, you know, well, this is my hope. My hope is that he, he will begin to think of the economy in a slightly different way from his predecessor in terms of uh, focusing too much on leveraging. That is the borrowing and then also tapping into existing cash flows. That has uh, led to what some people call mortgaging of some of our future uh, cash flows from mm -hmm. specific sources. And that uh, he think more broadly about growing the economy first. And then before we, we, ben we benefit from the rewards of a growing economy. That's what I hope he does. I think that uh, if, if he does that, and then also uh, it's a little bit more uh, forthright about where we are headed, and then more, more frank about where the economy is headed and what has to be done, and uh, more engaging, with, especially with uh, the business side, and maybe run a more inclusive way of thinking about the policy options, probably that, that will help him. All right, thank you very much, Dr. Patrick Assuming. We are indeed grateful for your time here on Business Life. And we've got to stay a while longer on this developing story. Economist Professor Lord Mensah says the appointment of Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam as the finance minister will not change the economy before the end of the year. He spoke earlier on the marketplace. Welcome back to Business Life, and we still apologize for that um, earlier um, technical hitch. But we've got to take this story once again, and Professor Lord Mensah says the appointment of Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam as the finance minister will not change the economy before the end of the year. Economic cost to us anyway, and until uh, the nine months will come, nothing will change. Because, I mean, it's an, an economy that has been set up already. Ken Operata has set up the economy already, by handing over it over to so I promised you we will bring you the business community's reaction to this. And of course, joining us via Zoom now is the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Mark Bedou Abwaji, to speak to us on some of these developing stories we are learning. Now, Mark, thanks so much for joining me on Business Life. Um, do you have confidence in the appointment of Dr. Abin Adam to thank things around with barely 10 months into the election year? Well, we may have confidence. Um, he may be competent enough to uh, run the ministry. However, I, I think that looking at the circumstances um, around this time, it will be extremely difficult for him uh, to turn things around. Uh, at best, um, we, we, what we know is that our fiscal policies and our budget for 2024 all based on the IMF conditionalities. So I don't see how one person will be able to change the policy prescription of IMF. So um, I don't think that is going to have any meaningful impact on the business environment within these 10 months that uh, we have. As a chamber, we'll continue to uh, work with him, but as to whether we'll be able to uh, miraculously reduce inflation for each kind of level, uh, to a lower level or reduce uh, policy rate and, uh, and also reduce the lending rate is something that I don't think we'll be able to do within this uh, period of time. He may be good, 
and we are hope, we are hoping that we would have been able to uh, turn things around and improve the environment for the business community. But look at the current situation; I doubt it will be able to make any significant impact in the business environment. Interesting. I was coming to you know finding out what your immediate priorities. Uh, you would love him look at um, now that he's been made the finance minister. It seems uh, you aren't confident in that. Well, we would have hoped that you will. Uh, the numerous taxes that we have that we have been talking about we would have been able to uh, remove these nuisance taxes, we would have been able to significantly uh, bring down the policy rate and together with the, uh, the central bank, the policy rate and also uh, the, the lending rate and also inflation. But as I've said earlier, his hands are tied. All the policies that we are running now are prescription from the IMF. I don't see the new minister coming in and saying that all the taxes that have been introduced is removing uh, A, B, or C, or reducing some of the rates of these uh, uh, new taxes. Probably would have loved to do that, but given the fact that um, IMF is also there looking at us, and all that we are doing now is to be able to uh, raise revenue and also bring down our debt to GDP. His hands are tied, so I don't see the new minister, he may have good intentions for the business community, but I don't think that looking at the circumstances he'll be able to do uh, anything significant. The business environment, of course, is not going to change. Probably what we may see is that he may not be able to introduce new taxes. And I hope that this new minister will listen to the business community. We are ready to work with him, and he needs the business community to be able to succeed. Our doors are always open and ready to discuss issues with him. If he has an option to cause any change in terms of removal of some of these nuisance taxes or reducing the rate, in terms of bringing down inflation, in terms of bringing down interest rate, if he has any option, any power to do that, I think that he should be able to listen to the business community. But as I've said, and as others have also said, it looks like it's too late now. Ten months changing an economic policy within them, a policy that is in the hands of the IMF, and it's well prescribed. Is, is actually restricted in doing anything that will change the business environment. All right. So uh, before you go, inflation, we do know, has gone up. Are you worried that that might trigger the central bank to you know, increase the policy rate? I, I, I don't think so because the, the increase is, is quite uh, minimal. And I think that before the central bank reduced the policy, they might have factored in all this a possible increment. I remember talking to you when the last time when inflation went that I told you that the likelihood that inflation will go up slightly is there. And these are things that at the beginning of the year we expected because the, the past three effect of the high demand in uh, December, the, the CD slightly uh, weakening and also the increase in other taxes and also uh, that of the fuel. These are clear indications that we're going to have inflation going up. The good news is that it didn't go up as high as that may cause the central bank to increase their policy rate. So uh, all things being equal, I don't think it warrants an, an increase in, in policy rate in the next IMF city. We are hoping that at least we are, will be able to put in place measures to tame inflation, keep it at this current level. So it wouldn't give the central bank any cause to think of increasing uh, the policy rate. That will also increase the lending rate. Thank you very much, Mark Bidouabwaji, for your time here on Business Life, Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, speaking to us there. You're still watching Business Life. We've got the van for you right after this break. <laughs>